Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And we're doing a return to form after after a month of sports ball movies. <laughs> we're we're going back to to our to the tried and true and we're talking about Crazy Stupid Love today. Crazy Stupid Love is a 2011 movie. Mm-hmm. Stars Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone and Jonah Babo. Babu? It's the, it's the kid. Yeah the boy uh, well, uh, I mean, and and then we also have kevin bacon and of course kevin bacon i mentioned him later yeah. kevin bacon josh groban shows up um, in his film debut in his film debut love of my life <laughs> <laughs> um the little sister i didn't actually write this joey down. king jody king she's on now the kissing booth and and she's on the kissing booth the that's thing what she's that really known for now i haven't seen like i've not watched the kissing booth but the thing that i hear everybody talk about with her was the um uh, the act that she did mm-hmm. with um, Patricia Arquette, because it's about the um, the Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that got a I lot. I forgot that was the title that, of it. Yeah, I, I, that's. I was like, the act. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and then I looked. I was like, I saw the, I saw the poster for it. I was like, oh, that one. There are just like some great people in this movie. Uh, it was directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa who always work together, Requa. I, I have no idea. They always work together. They've done episodes of This Is Us, the mm-hmm. movie Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with uh, uh, Tina Fey. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, it was written by Dan Fogelman. Yeah. And that's, that, that is the big, like, Dan Fogelman, he created This Is Us. He mm-hmm. wrote the movie Life Itself, Tangled, mm-hmm. which is my favorite Disney movie, one of my favorite Disney movies. And then he created Galavant. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Created Galavant it means that means I like him to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. Has an IMDb score of seven point four out of ten and a seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So um, for those who haven't seen it, um, the brief synopsis from IMDb: A middle aged husband's life changes dramatically when his wife asks him for a divorce. He seeks to rediscover his manhood with the help of a newfound friend, learning to pick up girls in bars. And the whole point of the story is that that's not a fulfilling life. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much the whole point of the story. Okay. I, I remember this movie came out. It was right about the time that our local video store was going out of business. Mm -hmm. So I bought, I hadn't seen the movie yet. I bought a copy of it because Mm -hmm. it was dirt cheap. Um, at, at the cheaper to buy than rent. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was like cheaper. That's why to buy. I owned a copy of Aragon for a long time. Is Josh bought it for two dollars, so it was cheaper than renting. Yes, it. It, it's just one of those those scenarios of it was just cheaper to buy it than than to rent it. And also, as I mentioned, love of my life, Josh Groban in his mm-hmm. in his film debut. Not underestimating with the love of my life joke, kids. Um, <laughs> no, she's really Michelle, Michelle can attest to this. I I have. Like, since I was 17, I will be 37 this year. It has been 20 years of loving Josh Groban. Literal- Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, so I was like, oh yeah, like, okay. I like Ryan Gosling. At that point, other than Bruce Almighty, I hadn't really seen Steve Carell in anything, but I was like, why not? I've heard a lot of good stuff about this movie. I'll get it. And I only watched it like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so rewatching it this morning, 
because I knew I had a bit of a time crunch and like, and I mm -hmm. need it because I needed to get over here so that, you know, we could do things. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just have life stuff to do. And mm -hmm. so there were parts of it because I remembered there being like extended scenes of him just like trying and failing in the bar. And so I was watching some of this at like one and a half speed just to like, okay, I know mm -hmm. what's going on. Like, let's just get through it. And still watching a chunk of this movie at one and a half speed, it felt so fucking long. It does. I think there's a whole storyline that needs to be excised oh, from this movie. Yeah. Just a whole storyline that I don't yes. want, that it was unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. I, I will say, I hate, like, it, the thing about, like, the storyline that needs to be excised, the whole thing of the, of the son being in love with the babysitter who's yes. in love with the dad. Yes. It needs to go. Yes. And I hate watching the entire movie for it. However, the one moment of absolute chaos <laughs> that we get towards the end of yes. the movie almost uh, makes it worth it. it I, I wish it was something else than, yes. what the, than what the motivating factor is. I wish there was a different motivating incident. Yes. Like reading a diary, like something. I the pictures are actually the part that make me yeah. the most angry. And then the secondary thing is the fact that they basically tell the boy keep stalking the girl that you like. Yes, I hate that. And like I I get that he's a teenager and he'll grow out of it. But but we if we don't teach Maybe. a thirteen year old that it's wrong to do this, then they're going to continue to do it as grown men. Like that's why grown men feel entitled to women that say yes. no. Exactly. Sorry, like that, that's my no, no, like. No, that's, I, I have, the rest of this movie. I love. Like there are parts I, that are that are super awkward that I'm not a huge fan of, but they pay off in the end. Like yeah. there's a, there's a payoff to to Ryan Gosling's turn. Yes, exactly. And there's a huge payoff to that whole thing. At, like the the moment they're we'll I, get to it, but the moment they're in the bar at the end, and yes. he's talking to Steve Carell's character Cal, and he's like, "I was trying to make you be more like me, but what I needed." I, I, I want really it to be, mean, and he just trails off, yeah. and you can fill it in yourself that he needs to be more like Cal. That yes. that's actually what he makes him happy. Yes. And like that, like, because like, I hate the negging women. I hate that. Oh, yeah. But the whole point of that is that it's bad. Yes, like, exactly. That's the whole ultimate point is that that's bad. Whereas where we praise the boy at the end. I know. And I'm like, don't give up on love, but make sure it's consensual not the, giving okay, up. Okay, this, this is the thing. Okay. Like, you... <laughs> We, we've watched movies where it's the whole thing of like, oh, we're soulmates and we're destined to be together. And that's fine when it's a mutual Consensual feeling. Consensual is important. Yes. But the fact that this 13-year-old boy has mm -hmm. decided that his 17-year-old babysitter is the fucking love of his life. She's his soulmate. And she is his soulmate. The fact that they give it the soulmate label it excuses absolutely inexcusable behavior yes. because it, it's saying that whatever you have to do to get her in the end, it's totally fine because Just she's your soulmate. Keep telling her you love her. No, I, I wouldn't say whatever you do is fine, but keep That's, telling her you love her. Don't give up. Keep making embarrassing, gigantic displays. I mean, it's very much, and this guy, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's very much Screech and Lisa or... Yes. Or um, um, Steve Urkel and Laura, which Steve Urkel and Laura work out, and I totally ship that couple. But mm -hmm. but it, early on, it's hard to deal with. Like mm -hmm. it takes some changes in both characters for like Steve Urkel and Laura to work out. Yes, and Screech and Lisa don't work out. No, and and so I think that like the fact that this this movie is ten years old, and so there it there it okay. was coming out of that mindset. 
if that makes sense. Like, I still think it's wrong and should be excised from the movie. It is a yes, because like we were. I'm even uncomfortable going back and watching, like, Saved by the Bell, and I loved that show growing up. <laughs> right. Because, like, partially because of, like, Screech and Lisa and the way they are, and, mm-hmm. of course, Zach being a manipulative, horrible man. Yes. I still love you, Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah. It won't change. I, but... And see, this this is the, the other thing that I noticed, because I've, I've been talking to somebody about, like, how I met your mother recently. Yes. And how, you know, they pointed out, they're like, I realize it is not a great show, but I still like it. And, and going into this movie i was like brian gosling is just a better looking barney stinson yeah at first yeah for like, sure yeah um yeah he has a turn later yeah. and to be fair barney kind of did too and until, then he didn't un- until they character assassinated See, him okay for me <laughs> here we go guys here we go soapbox my sister heard about this last night okay yes. so spoilers for two different shows how i met your mother and supernatural Yes. So I don't love the ending of Supernatural. Straight <laughs> up, don't love it. I understand why the writers did it. I don't love it. But it doesn't ruin every the 15 years that came before it. Yes. For me personally, not for everybody, and I recognize that, and there are still bits that I love, I have zero desire to ever watch How I Met Your Mother again because of the way the series ended. Okay, yeah. I did a rewatch of yeah. How I Met Your Mother, and... On, and honestly, yeah. and I, I will say this, I like, had it just been like tragic that the mother died. I'd been fine with it. I would have been fine with it. It's the fact that what they do is that they put him back together with Robin after repeatedly showing for nine years that he and Robin don't work. You guys can't see me being a bobblehead right now, but I'm just <laughs> nodding so hard. That, that's where. It yes. would have, it would, and I understand the idea of like, okay, yes, we want to bookend, but you know what? There are other ways to do that. Have everybody sitting in the bar at the end or, yes. or something. Also, you spent again, a season building up Robin and Barney as a couple to break them up in the first five minutes of the finale. Yes. And that never made sense to me. It, yeah, exactly. And again, and after seeing, and not just, not just like an entire season of building up Robin and Barney. But having multiple seasons mm-hmm. of Barney becoming a better person, mm-hmm. and then he and Robin break up, and he goes back to his man whore ways, and he knocks up. Till he has a kid. Yeah, he knocks up a girl, and suddenly he has a kid, and oh, that's he, the girl of his life. His that's dreams. the girl of his dreams. I'm like, I hate that. And then, like, and, liter- just, and then, it others- feels like a. Uh, just a ton of character assassination in exactly. one episode. Exactly. Like that's, yeah. that's exactly that's, what it is. That's my thing when I met your mother and Supernatural. So, like, yes. like it doesn't, the, the Supernatural ending, while I don't love it, I understand where it comes from. Yes. I don't agree with where it comes from. <laughs> in a very deep level, I don't agree with it. But I understand how the writers got from A to B. Yes. It's not, whereas, like, the biggest issue I've always had with How I Met Your Mother, and, and even, like, Lost, to throw mm-hmm. another one in there, they don't like lost. They knew what the last shot was going to be before the show started, uh-huh. which means that you're locked into that story before the show starts. Yes. You're locked in. And that's what happened time at your mother. Hardcore is they locked into something that they shouldn't have locked into or they should have ended the show at five seasons. Yeah. Like, but now that, now that being said, there's still things in time at your mother. I love, mm-hmm. I don't really know how we got off on this topic. Oh, that Barney be- Stinson because, and Ryan Gosling. Be- yeah. yeah. Because Sorry. I took Ryan Gosling. I'm back now. Well, and but- the, and Literally, like, I wondered because I, I kind of thought, oh, did this movie come out earlier than 2011? Because I thought, like, oh, this is very strong, like, Barney Stinson mm-hmm. vibes. 
but no, it came out six years after How I Met Your Mother started because yeah. How I Met Your Mother literally filled the vacuum, like the void of when Friends, Friends went off the yeah. air and pretty much just like the corpse <clears throat> of Friends wasn't even cold. And then suddenly we had Friends, but it's in a bar instead of a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> yeah, it just, because uh, like, like I said, I watching this movie, I was like, oh, this had to have come out in like 2000. Six, I would wager it was written like, earlier. That'd be my yeah, my biggest wager that be. was written earlier. Um, and but it also has that, and I'm gonna I hate this word, the auteur feeling that that's where the like teenage boy stuff comes in. And I I hate that word even because we have a whole thing that we had just, <laughs> just a week ago. Oh yeah, guys. Whole thing. Yeah, Michelle and I like went off on. <laughs> Michelle sent Kia lots of novel link text messages that day. Well, I started it. You did, so. but then I just. Because I'd already been feeling it, and then she gave I'm not, me an yeah, opening. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of want to just derail this whole episode, <laughs> and you and I talk about that, and it's a bonus that's a, episode. That's a bonus thing that we will – at some point we will have to record, because we've also got some requests for some other stuff that we've had conversations about. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't gone back and listened to that yet. Um, <laughs> but anyway. But, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it just very much has that vibe. Mm-hmm. And there are also times to me that, that, it, that this movie – it feels like it can't figure out its tone. That's fair. In some places is like, because, Oh, it's Steve Carell. So we need him to be funny, but Steve Carell. So, and we didn't know it then, but yeah. now we know Steve Carell can play serious. Yes. And, and even like in this movie, he has some moments mm-hmm. that I'm like, Oh, Oh wow. And then we have to Steve Carell it up for, 10 and then seconds. we have we to, to office it up for yes, 10 seconds. We, we and, have yeah. to, we have to do that. Like we have to swing that. And and then like the character of Hannah is such like a she she should be so much more developed because she's such an interesting character exactly and I remembered her being in much more of the movie than she actually is and so, and so like the, and the whole relationship between her and Jacob I'm like I would have loved to have seen more than literally just one night of them together and then suddenly it's a like week later and they're together yeah. Like they've been together, you know, they're, they're together a week. And then the next thing we know, she's bringing him home to meet her mom. Yeah. And it's It's like, literally that's the same day. We found out it's been a week and she's bringing him home to meet mom after a week. It, well, no, we, okay. We're told that, that Cal has been trying to contact Jacob for a week. And then this, this thing happens. Like Jacob never mentions how much time it's been cal mentions on the phone after yes. week. for a week when he's, he talking know, to he's, him. he's not talking it's not when he's talking to him it's when he's leaving it's when he's leaving a voicemail oh, okay. he says hey it's been a week and i haven't seen okay. you okay i thought it was the same but time. then no then later he then later yeah. he, he's talking to him it, it's been a bit longer than a week i would you like would you bring somebody home after a week that's what i was thinking was weird yeah no that's why i was like Emma Stone must be real serious about this boy. Hannah must be real serious about this boy. Like, like, that, nobody like, seems to know Richard. Is, but yeah, I was like, that is human like, Valium, by the way. <laughs> a wonderful descriptor for people. Just also, uh, like, I want more of her friend Liz. Li- uh, she's Lisa my, Lapira. I love Lisa Lapira. She's uh, my, which my sister just told me was on the Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. Because I'm planning on watching that show. I just haven't got around to it yet. She's like a sniper. Fuck yes. I'm like, I love Lisa Lapira. Like. For real, I she was on NCIS years ago, and I oh, loved yeah, yeah. her. Like I've loved her for years. She's just she's literally one of my favorite things about this movie. Oh yeah, and but I think my other problem with this movie is like I got to thinking about it like over the course of 
Um, uh, other than maybe like a line here or there, I don't know that this movie really passes the Bechdel test because it's all about the dudes. Because even like yeah, Hannah, Hannah and Liz, they're like they're either talking about Richard or they're talking about Jacob. They might have one line in between that about her taking the bar. Her taking the bar, yeah. Um, with... it, it, it is a movie that was not designed for that, for sure. Yeah, it, but it just... Because the women are the supporting characters in this movie. The women are not they the main are, characters. They but are, but this... I hate that, but it's the way it is. I'm it's trying to think. What, what was the movie that we talked about recently where I made the point that the women were so much more interesting than the men and I wish we had more of them in the movie? Because that's <laughs> that's how I feel about this. Um, check my notes. <laughs> Wasn't that one? Wasn't that one? I don't remember because we did a whole bunch of sports movies, so I don't. I don't remember what we did before that. Um, Runaway Bride. It yes, Runaway Bride. it was Runaway Bride. That's what it check was. Check my notes, guys. <laughs> but the, yeah, this this is another one of those things because the but what I was going to like what I was going back to what I was saying about tone. Mm-hmm. Hannah almost feels like she's in a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. She has like hints of like almost like manic pixie dream girl, but she mm-hmm. and Jacob aren't together enough for, for her to even be like, okay, this is a weird thing to say. And it's hurting my brain to even think of the words, but she's not fleshed out enough to even be a manic pixie dream girl, which historically they are not fleshed out characters. I think the problem with Hannah and, and this is to talk, get into really into the movie is that they had to secure that surprise. Yes. And I, I appreciate the surprise. I love the moment of the surprise. Yes. Of the surprise twist, which Dan Fogelman is good at the surprise twist. Yes. If you've seen this is us, the very first episode is kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. he does. Yeah, because you find out like we, everybody knows it now if you've seen the show at all. But the end of the first episode, you find out the three separate people you've been following are actually triplets. Yeah, that were born to the other person you've been following. Yes, so it's an interesting like way to do it, and, and I I like the twist. But that twist comes at Hannah's character because we can't see her relationship with her father and mother. No, because we can't see who her father and mother are. But there's definitely because see like I think it would benefit more. Mm-hmm. If we could see her and and Cal, because mm-hmm. Hannah and Cal clearly have a deep relationship. Mm-hmm. They mention in passing, she's talked to her parents. He's talked to Nana. Mm-hmm. Like they mention that in passing a lot that they've talked to, to each other, but we don't see it. We just get told mm-hmm. it, which makes the relationship not feel as strong. Yeah. And I think that would have benefited Hannah's character a lot. Absolutely. To get to see like what that relationship actually means. Yeah. And, and, but really, this is a movie about Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and yes, uh, and, and the, br- the the kid. Forgot his name. Robbie. Kind of, Robbie. It's really about those three, like three generations of men, mm-hmm. and and finding it, their, and their them finding love. And so I don't like that Hannah is sacrificed because I well, love even, Emma Stone. <laughs> well, and even um, even Emily a little bit. Yeah. Like with like with Julianne Moore, it's you know we have her. You know she like. You know, we're told, you know, like right at the get go, she wants a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so she wants a divorce because like she, she's been unhappy for a while and she doesn't know when that happened. And and so she slept with David Lindhagen from work. That <laughs> moment, though, like yes. to, to start the movie, because we can actually yeah. talk about the movie a little bit here. The, the opening restaurant scene is great, like where she says oh, yeah, she wants yeah. a divorce and everything. But then when they're driving home and he 
he is like you look at him and and Steve, what's this is one of those Steve Carell moments yeah. where I go holy crap you forget how good he is because his he's he has tears standing in his eyes yeah. like and he's but he's keeping it together he's not gonna lose it he's he's almost shell shocked like he mm. has that like he's absolutely I can't like I can't co- comprehend this I can't well I can't um, what it what because he loves his family like he is all about his he, family um yeah he like she's there you know she's saying you know she starts rambling that she's stuck with david because she yeah she um they're driving in silence because all she you know she has said she said i want a divorce and they're driving in silence and and she's driving and you know she's saying almost 25 years of marriage and you have nothing to say and and he doesn't respond and she says okay you know when you don't say anything that makes me talk more and again, he's still not saying anything. And so she just keeps rambling and then is like, okay, well, maybe I'll just say it. Maybe I'll tell you that I slept with someone from, that I slept with someone, David Lindhagen from work. And, and then that's when he's like, just, just stop. Stop or I'm going to jump out of the car. Yeah. He's like, like he's he literally like, says, stop or I'm going to jump out of the car. If you keep talking, I'm going to get and out of the car. And she doesn't listen to him and just kind of, kind of continues on because she's in this ramble headspace. Yes. And, and he, and he, he jumps, does, he does, he jumps out of the car and, and so she stops and goes back to him to like to pick him up out of the road, mm-hmm. and he, and all he says is he's like, "I'll leave tonight. I'll sign whatever you want. Just please stop talking." Because while while this is happening, even when she's coming back to get him, she's still talking. You're the last person in the world I would want to hurt. And da 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 da. And it's all about I, I I it's all about the way she's feeling about it. Not mm-hmm. she's not taking into it, which which happens. And I don't think that it's necessarily. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. I think mm-hmm. it's just the way that it's happening in this moment. Yes. He he has no what's the word? Like he can't function yet. Yeah. He is still absorbing this information because he thought he and his wife were good. It 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 makes me think there's I know you haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. but um and it's legitimately my favorite Adam Sandler movie, Spanglish. Mm-hmm. Um his in the movie his wife tells him that she's been sleeping around. And, and, and she's kind of having a, she's like, okay, like I did this thing and now I feel terrible. And now like, I need to just tell you everything. Like, we just need to get it all out. We just need to talk about it. And he's literally standing there and he has this like glazed over look. And then he stops and he looks up at her and he's like, I, I can see your mouth moving. I, I cannot hear anything that you are saying. And, and And that's Cal here. Yeah. And, and like, and she just keeps talking and he's like, I, I, I'm still like, I can't hear I can't hear anything. Yeah. And, and, and then he like, and he leaves. And that, that was like what I kept thinking of in this moment of just, yeah. he like, she's talking, but he can't like, it's not that he can't hear it. He can physically hear her, but his brain he cannot can't absorb that information. He, he, his brain cannot take. He is still processing everything that she has yeah. just said in the past, you know, however long it's been. Yeah. He can't like, he just be physically and emotionally at that moment. Can't. Like, yeah. like you feel like he's like two seconds from jumping off the top of the house. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know how to process. Yeah. And, 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 and the way she's dropped it on him at the end of what he thought was a happy dinner. Like they didn't seem like, like, yeah, they're a little off, but that, I mean, that happens, happens after 25 years of marriage and, and stuff like that. Like it, he, he just genuinely, it seems like is genuinely surprised that this is happening to him. Yeah. It, what I was saying about this movie and like feeling like there's problems with tone, mm-hmm. like starting here, because like from the beginning, it almost has this kind of offbeat indie feel. Yes, in places for sure. In yeah. places, 
and and so and like having this with them and like and it feels raw and it feels real but then the the next scene that we get is the babysitter walking in on Robbie masturbating. Yeah. And once again, excise that whole storyline. Exactly. And just have and, Robbie and be she, encouraging his dad. And so and she, you know, she walks in, like sees what he's doing and is like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, and like walks out. And we and, see like the, the photo frame break and her well, cover up the wife's face. It's weird. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Even like forgetting that part. Yes. But then like she, she's knocked over a photo frame and broken it, and so and she's putting it back, and she's in the living room, and so Robbie comes downstairs and he tells her that he's like, okay, yeah, like that, you know, like you walked in on me doing this thing, and and she says, yeah, I'm totally sorry, like that should have happened, I should have knocked, blah blah blah, and I, but don't worry, like I didn't really see anything, and then he tells her, he's like, but I think of you while I'm doing it. I have this picture of you. I'm going to tell you what that scene made me think of, though. Like, a for real, like, what that scene made me think of. Okay. Carrie Fisher <laughs> used okay. to talk about how at cons, yeah. men would come up to her and tell her that they masturbated to her as Princess Leia and think that was, like, the biggest compliment. Yeah. And it's the same mindset of this yes. kid. This kid thinks it's a compliment to this girl. that that's And that's not no. at all what she's feeling. That's that's not it's, what she's feeling. Mortification is yes. pretty much all she is feeling at this moment. Yes. Maybe a little bit of pity before Maybe. she he starts speaking. But it, <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, rapid tone shift. Yeah. And then it comes you know, and then the parents get home and and Cal just starts you know, Emily is like, oh, Jessica, like, how much do I owe you for tonight? Like, oh, crap, I don't I don't have any cash. Like, how was Molly? Like, did she eat her broccoli? And Cal is just like, well, we're getting a divorce. Like, she cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, it's and Robbie is processing. Brain. He's, he's still in processing mode. And as soon as Robbie says something, he's like, whoa, wait, you're not supposed to be in here. He's but... like, oh, no, he's he's no. Yeah. He says, oh, I didn't see you there. But then he continues to ramble. He's He's just in such a like. Yes. Like mental headspace. But and it's supposed to be funny, but it's also not funny. It's supposed to be funny and sad at the same yeah. time. And then Cal leaves to take Jessica home. And he's still just kind of. He's trying to get it he's, together. He's trying to point. get it. Yes. He's, he's trying to pull himself together. But then he says, you know, he tells Jessica, he's like, don't tell your parents about this. Like, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tell them when like, we're ready. We'll, we'll tell them when we're ready. And, and so then we get the first hint of like her being in love with him. Cause like, she's trying to comfort him and, and, but then she, she bails. Well, cause he and, says the thing about your parents. So he just interrupts yeah. her. Like she doesn't, um, yeah, she's trying to be, to be nice and consoling. Cause she knows it's not okay really. Yeah. But at the same time, like she does say, I do like what she says, even mm -hmm. though, cause her consoling line is basically going, I, I think she's got to be batshit crazy to want to divorce you. Like mm -hmm. you're the nicest adult man I know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well that says some stuff about, about a lot of things in your life. Mm -hmm. If a guy you babysit for his kids is the nicest guy, you know, and you have what seems to be a good dad at home. That That's the thing that she points out later is yeah. that, that she points out to Emily yeah. is that, but she's saying it even here. Yeah. She's like, you know, you're the nicest guy I know. She's got to be batshit crazy to want to divorce mm -hmm. you. Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm hmm. Why would she want to leave the, leave someone who is so nice mm -hmm. and wonderful and sweet? Yeah. And we as the audience have already seen her looking at his picture longingly. So we already are clued in a little. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, 
But Cal is not in the headspace to catch on. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Yeah, <laughs> how could he be? Um, but yeah, from from here, we go, we get to the bar. Mm-hmm. And Hannah and Liz are having drinks. And Hannah is insisting that her life is not PG-13. Um, and this is when Jacob approaches. Oh, the Conan O'Brien line, though. Sorry, I had to... They were talking about she would sleep with Conan O'Brien, and I'm like, I would jump off a building before I would sleep with Conan O'Brien. Anyway, it's a whole thing, it's a me thing, but it made me laugh <laughs> because I'm I'm Lisa in that scene or Liz in that scene. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it just made me laugh. And then they talk about <laughs> Richard, Human Valium, Richard. Yeah, but um, but yeah, then Reynolds makes his way over. Or, Reynolds. I was thinking Ryan Reynolds. Man, no. different movie. Ryan Gosling yes. as Jacob makes his way over. Jacob Palmer. To buy her a drink. Yeah. And and he, you know, she, I can't remember what it is that he says and she's like, yeah, I'm really not into pickup lines. And and he tells her, he's like, oh, and he, he says, you know, oh, that dress you're wearing looks like it was made specifically for her. Like some pickup line about her dress. And he says, like, that's a pickup line. Now, me sitting over there for two hours not able to take my eyes off you is a fact. And the thing is, he's doing, like, it's a very, like, full court press. And while there is, like, some flirting and some banter, it's still kind of off-putting how, like, full charm offensive he's being. Well, she is so different than every other girl we see him do this on. Because even Liz, who's sitting next to her, is charmed. Like, he must have, like, the... The like highest persuasion skill known oh, yeah. to man, but meanwhile you have Hannah just being like mocking him openly. Yeah. I love that about Hannah's personality. Yes, like it makes me adore this character, even though we don't get a lot of her. Yeah, we get those moments of her being like, <laughs> "Wait, that works on people." Like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and then she just leaves because she's like, yeah. "No." So yeah, she she bails. Um, but then. Later, we see Cal is at this bar, mm-hmm. and we—it's basically—I mean, it's not really a montage because it's kind of broken up by things. Um, but but basically, we do get like extended sequences of Cal being annoying in the bar. Yeah, talking about David Linda Hoggins, which. David Linhart, it's just one of those names that, like, you have to say them both together. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you can't just say... David. Yeah, you can't just say David. It, has... it doesn't It doesn't get across the character as well as the full name. Because, I hate to what? say it this way, but, like, once he comes in, yes, that name and he are just <laughs> synced in your brain. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, just, like, mentioning, like, Supernatural. Yeah. You know, we will have, like, you and I would have conversations, you know, we would say... You know, like, did, uh, you know, like, oh, did you see, you know, Jensen doing this thing or, you know, Jensen and Misha, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah, blah. But then, you know, like, talk about, like, other actors. It's like, oh, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa. It's like, you have, like, certain people, it's like, you just have to say the same thing. I couldn't, like, never imagine saying, like, oh, yeah, Henry on The Witcher, blah, blah, blah. No. like that feels it's, so weird. It's so weird. It's so this like David Lindhagen just feels like one of those names. Yeah, like you, you have, have to say, to say the first and last name together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we, well, I mean, we get. This that we see Cal at work and nobody's sympathetic at work. They think he, because he was crying in the bathroom. So they were afraid he had cancer. But then everybody cheers because, hey, it's just a divorce. Um, like he's just, he's not getting any sympathy. No. Yeah. 
at all. And then we see him, and like when he's moving out, and he's yeah, he's his wife is like once again doing that like like guilty yeah. guilty babble is what I kind of think of it I, as. Yeah, exactly. She he's still in like a little bit of denial. They're literally standing in front of like the U-Haul truck that he's rented. Yeah. And, and, and he's standing there and he's telling Emily like things that she needs to do to take care of the garden and, yeah, like, and the house and, and the house. And, and, and cause that, like that's that. been like his responsibility. Yes. You get. And, and so she starts rambling about how she's having a midlife crisis and, um, and how like, you know, is, is that a thing that women can do? I'm like, normally it's, you know, like men and their yellow Porsches and, and things like that. But, but then, you know, she tells him, she's like, I just like, she's been doing things like she doesn't understand. Yeah. And she, I do love this. She says last week when I told you I was working late, I went to see the new twilight movie by myself. I don't know why I did that. It was so bad, Cal, <laughs> which always just makes me laugh. But, um, but then she goes on to say, yeah. we haven't been us not for a long time. I don't know when you and I stopped being us. Do you? And he says, maybe it's when you screwed David Lindhagen and, and he leaves. He's unsympathetic to her, which I get. Like he's yeah. allowed to be in that space of like that, that space. Cause he never hits like full, full anger except for like one time. Yeah. And that's it. And I would think you'd be allowed to have those yeah. feelings. <laughs> like if you don't get them out, you're not going to be able to move on with anything right, exactly. in, in either way get back together or not because it's just not yeah yeah you're allowed to be angry at her for in your eyes ruining your marriage mm -hmm. like i think you're allowed to have he's, that he's that at reaction this, he, at this point he's not willing to accept that because it's i oh god i can't remember it's it's a movie with billy crystal in it I, it, is, it might be when harry met sally but it talking about the line of like you know infidelity isn't a, it's like it's a sign of oh god I can't remember the quote I haven't watched one Harry and Sally in way too long <laughs> but it I god I can't remember but it's um but it's just that talk of like 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 infidelity isn't the problem it's a symptom usually yeah usually and and so at this point like yes she's been sometimes the symptom is your husband's just a anyway or your right. wife is just not a good person <laughs> uh huh because I know people but. <laughs> Uh-huh. But but like, usually it's a symptom that there's something more in your relationship. Yes, Especially exactly. Especially like 25 years. Yes. Infidelity after that like long. Like if it's yeah, yeah, if you've been together 25 years and now she's having an affair, then then yeah, there's something that that's yes. clearly and, going yeah. on underneath, whether it's just with well, her and, or yeah, with the relationship. Well, and and I I I misspoke. I said, you know, like 25 years and she's having an affair. She didn't like there was there wasn't an affair. It she, was just she. It was a one time she slept with David, and so yeah. now she's racked with guilt and she yeah. wants a divorce. And but on the opposite side, Cal is he's still like kind of in denial. Like yeah. he doesn't see that any of this could be his fault in some way. Yeah, not not fault, but but, but that, that he could have tried harder or he could fight yes. for her. Like in some he doesn't way. see that he could be culpable in any way. That yeah. that the only thing breaking up their marriage is that she slept with somebody else. Well, I don't even know if he thinks that. If she wants a divorce, so he's gonna do what she says. Yeah, true. Like he like he's just he's just doing what she says at this point. She's the one who wants the divorce, mm -hmm. and he can't fight that because she wants it. Mm -hmm. Rather than going, well, can we go to counseling? Can we do this? Can we do yeah. this? Which he brings up later in the movie. Like he should, he should have fought for her. He shouldn't have mm -hmm. just blindly accepted mm -hmm. because that's like, I think if he had expressed a desire, I think it 
he wouldn't have been moving out of the house. I yeah. think there would have been some some stuff going on because because I it's clear that she doesn't really want him to leave either. Mm-hmm. It's just she thinks this is what has to happen. Yeah. Um, but we have him back at the bar. I do love this moment where his friend Bernie <laughs> has comes to choose in. sides. Do what? They have to choose sides. Yeah. Bernie, his friend Bernie comes in, orders a Chardonnay, immediately shotguns it, yeah. and tells, tells him, Claire says I can't be friends with you anymore. She said we had to choose between you and Emily. I chose you, but she said no. And he hands him a Macy's bag. He's like, it's cologne. The gift receipt is in the bag. And he just like turns Which, to leave. Which, this is Jessica's dad. Yes, like this is just the baby's dad. dad. We, we learn, we learn. Um, but then we see Cal. He's there at the bar and he's drinking, and he's been this whole time. He's been drinking vodka cranberries, yep. and um, and he's going on about being cuckolded and saying the word, the- saying the word cuckold more times than I've ever heard it uttered. I, I feel like he was doing it because once you hit a certain point with that word, it stops meaning anything. Yes. And so, like, character choice-wise, the more yes. you say it, maybe the less it will hurt. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I can think. Yes. But it's at this point that Jacob has, has, had, enough. has had enough, and he calls Cal over. And um, there is and, – and Gosling plays this really well because there you see the sympathy in his eyes a little, mm-hmm. but also the I have to be bluntly honest yes. with you because you need it. And I've, I've, got, I've got the bulk of this scene. Um, Cal comes over. And and Cal basically he's like, oh yeah, it's like my like my wife wants a divorce. Like, do you know why? And and uh, Jacob says, David Lindhagen. I know I'm a total stranger, and how would I know something so intimate about your life? It's all I've heard, Cal, for the past two nights. It's all anybody's heard. You're going around and you're badgering people with your sad sack loser sob story. I don't understand why, and I know it sounds harsh, but it's true, and you need to hear the truth. You're sitting here with a supercuts haircut, getting drunk on watered-down vodka cranberries like you're a 14-year-old girl, and you're wearing a 44 when you should be wearing a 42 regular. Honestly, I don't know if I should help you or euthanize you. Cal, you got a kind face. You got a good head of hair. You seem like a nice guy. I want to help you. I'm going to help you rediscover your manhood. Do you have any idea, like, where you lost it? I don't know why would this line made me laugh. A strong case could be made for 1984. Which is, I assume, when he got married. Yes. Um, but Jacob says, we're going to find it. I promise when we're done, that wife of yours, she's going to rue the day she ever decided to give up on you. That's my offer. You enter you out. Why are you doing this? Maybe you remind me of someone. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> then he says, Century City Mall food court, three o'clock Thursday and just, and bails. And then ask the girl, of, hey, fancy face. Want to get out of here? Yeah. And girl's like, like, or Cal's like, how did that? Right. Like, he didn't even call her by name. Yeah. Um, but so then we have Cal. He has the kids over at his very new, very Spartan apartment. apartment yeah. And Jessica has been invited over to babysit. Robbie is mortified. Absolutely. Um, and then, and I thought this, this was, this is a nice touch considering like, I've only seen this movie a couple of times since it's been a very long time since I watched it. We see Cal walking through the mall mm-hmm. and he's basically just like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But we see him walking through the mall and then he becomes the background yeah. of a shot that now Hannah is in the forefront. Which, you haven't seen a lot of This Is Us, have you? I don't remember. I watched, I got to 
the Thanksgiving episode of season one. And around that time, it's just shit went down. I just yeah. like life stuff happened and I just never came back. I, I, it, it very much reminded me of something that they would do in yeah. This Is Us, like that type of shot, which considering these guys have directed and like I said, Fogelman writes, you know, writes yes. and show runs for that show. It, it I felt very much like this was almost a precursor to yeah. what This Is Us would become. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, but as I said, it, it. So we now see Hannah and Richard in the restaurant. Yeah, and Han. Well, Hannah and Liz are at this yeah. restaurant with a group of other people, and Richard, played by Josh Groban, um, he's he's making this this speech. Um, he's like, I would like to thank all of you for coming to Hannah Banana's goodbye party, and to my Hannah Banana, you go into your cave and you study your butt off, because if you do, I just know that you're gonna kick that bar's butt out of here, you know. Which that reminds me of a story that my law professor and then Liz is just like, good cheers, God. Cheers. And like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like Liz cuts him off. But, um, but then Richard says to Liz that, you know, when Hannah passes the bar, he's going to hold another celebration and it's going to be quote, a very special night. And so then Hannah and Liz kind of have their own little aside. Cause he Hannah, goes back to talking to his, like, yeah, cause he, yeah. he goes back to talking to other people. And, and, and Hannah says, you think he's going to propose at the El Torito grill? God, I hope not. It's like, why do you want him to? He's nice. He's a sweetheart. He's nice. Hannah, look at you. If you end up with that, what am I going to end up with? That <laughs> shit's depressing. <laughs> I love Liz so much. <laughs> it's just, Liz is my favorite thing about this movie. Um, but yeah, so then um, we get Jacob and Cal in the mall. He, he, throw, <laughs> he, throws, he, he throws away Cal's New Balance shoes. And not just throws away, throws off a balcony into like the <laughs> middle of the food court. <laughs> And and we get you know him we get the the kind of like Mon- make, yeah, the, the montage of like you know this makeover scene and I'm okay the moment that Cal goes to pay for something the first time uh-huh. and he has his Velcro wallet <laughs> okay, the the look the expression that Ryan Gosling gives the man should have won an Oscar for that moment alone the sheer like what the hell and then followed. <laughs> swiftly by disgust but then as the montage continues when for me when steve carell like looks at him and does it intentionally get like the whole velcro wallet <laughs> joke is two seconds like, that i, I adore that, that's that's my favorite thing is like cal does it intentionally like in his face jacob just goes where are your wallets like no <laughs> done like, this, this movie genuinely has like moments that make me laugh but i like my god that's the fun like it it's using it's it's a meme like with yeah. gifts now just that that move of disgust that he does but it's the fucking funniest thing in the here's movie. a thought that I just had okay okay because I think about with the makeover montage that is typically a female based moment mm-hmm. in some ways isn't like in some ways this would be a normal rom com if we gender bent it mm-hmm. because. The wife cheats on the husband, not the husband cheats on the wife, which mm-hmm. is your typical yeah. thing. Um, and so <clears throat> in, in most movies, this would be the love story of Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. <laughs> like in, in your typical rom-com, you, you know, he would be doing the makeover on her and then fall, fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's more they, they're best, like they become mm-hmm. very close friends. To say it in another world, it would be she's all that. 
Yeah, kind of, but not really, because she's all that's about a bet. This is more like he actually genuinely mm-hmm. wants to help this person. Mm-hmm. And I could see that being a you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like it just it clicked with me when we were talking about the makeover scene. It it's kind of with the exception of of um of Jacob, mm-hmm. the other side is very much gender flipped to what we especially in 2011 would have been used to seeing. Mm-hmm. We would have been used to seeing the woman let herself go and and wasn't dressing appropriately anymore mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas Julianne Moore looks phenomenal in this movie. She's like she's always constantly like she did not let herself quote unquote let herself go mm-hmm. as as well, so many you, like, like women in movies that have been married that long would. That's so the, it's an interesting that's, like, like that's the opening shot. Like yeah. the opening shot of the movie is yeah. in this fancy restaurant. You have all of these couples. They're playing footsie under the table, yeah. and it's men in dress shoes and women in heels. And then we get Cal and Emily's table, and he's in khakis and these New Balance shoes, yeah. and she's in heels, and they aren't like their feet are nowhere near touching. Yeah, and like I don't know, but something in that just like maybe yeah. there's nothing to it, but there's something about that that I just just thought about, and I find it makes this movie slightly more interesting in a different way to me mm-hmm. to look at it as as a not comment on it, but but it's an interesting thing, especially like I said, ten years ago, to like yeah. remind myself what all was what's happening ten years ago with like movies and stuff mm-hmm. to to go. What if it's not the guy who's I hate to say this word because I don't think this about the character, but like the scuzz, like yeah. like what if what if we flip it? Mm-hmm. Where do we feel the sympathy then, and how does that? Mm-hmm affect how we feel about it i just thought that was an interesting like i just thought about that i don't know it's probably nothing to it and my brain is still putting the pieces together no i but like, there's an I, interesting I get, yeah i get what you're saying to... we don't I... have a lot of movies where it's done or at least we i don't remember a lot of movies where it's done quite like yeah, this no, i my only like addendum to your point is that even though this is marketed as a rom-com to me this movie it's more mm-hmm. it's more buddy comedy yes. meets family drama. Yes, it is much more about the it's, relationship between the two boys. Yes. Yeah. It's two it's men, it, not boys. Yeah. I was like it's it's a movie about the the friendship between Cal and Jacob and then Cal's relationship with his family. Yeah. Is it so it's like though it's the two different movies that we get together because even though Cal, like we are told a million times how much Cal loves Emily. Cal is never with Emily in this movie, except for like very sparingly. And, you know, and then, you know, the relationship with, with Hannah and Jacob happens in two minutes in like the last, like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's a blip. And so to me, like when you were talking about it, like being flipped and all, I was like, like I just kind of hit me. I was like, I don't think this, I don't even think this is a romance movie now. The, it's it's almost like they took two different romance movies uh-huh. and said, what if we took the leads from these movies and put them together uh-huh. and saw what happened? Yeah. And and I'm fine with that. Like, I think it's an interesting, once again, it's just an interesting, like, mm-hmm. way to I, play at it. Yeah. I think, like, the way that my brain is thinking of this now, it's like when we watched Morning Glory, which was marketed as a rom-com. A rom- which is marketed as a rom-com. <laughs> and the, and- but it's a, no, it's not. It's a workplace comedy. What's his name of that movie gets less screen time than Hannah does in this one? Oh, like, yeah, Patrick Wilson's character. Yeah, he gets less screen time. Yeah, than oh, Hannah absolutely. Does. Like the supposed love interest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 
it's god yeah my i'm sorry now but, like just but like think, just thinking yeah. about yeah the think, way that this is 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 even put together mm-hmm. yeah it, it almost feels like and and then you throw in the 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 excise storyline that we want to just forget mm-hmm. about that's like the independent film in mm-hmm. this like that that storyline is kind of the weird independent film that they shoved in the middle <laughs> of this movie yeah it, it's it's just a weird like i like it but once again i really think it's a prototype of what he was going to do in this is us okay not gonna lie as a tv show it works way better that's exactly what i yeah. was gonna say was that when watching this movie like before i realized who it was written by yeah because i didn't see that until the end credit started rolling who uh-huh. it was written by I literally, like, throughout this entire movie, because I said, I watched it at one and a half speed, and it still felt too long. And there were times that I kept thinking, I'm like, this should have been a, this should have been a TV series, yes. or at least, like, a mini series. This should have been, there are so many different stories, and so many different yeah. types of story happening, that this should have been more than one movie. Yes. And even, and it, like... Something like I was reading some of the trivia yesterday, like before before I came home and and like started in on taking my notes and things, was that in the trivia one there there was there wasn't a title for this movie, and that they had like a contest going like on set of whoever could come up with a title for the movie won an iPad, and and then also the fact that. Steve Carell hates the title of the movie Mm -hmm. because to him, he sees basically what I was reading about it was that he sees it as more of like the buddy comedy side of things and thought that it should have been called the wingman because like to him, that makes much more sense. And I'm like, okay, but by doing that and also, and he thinks like, because the way, because his, the point that he made was he's like, I can't like, because in the way that he said it was that he thought it should have been called the wingman because he couldn't imagine like a bunch of teenage boys going to a theater and asking to see a movie called crazy, stupid love. This movie is not for teenage boys. Like there's no. parts of it that are, but most but, of it is not. But because it's Steve Carell that like he, it's, it's one of those things like he knows what he brings to the table at that time and, at that time. And so like stuff with like the 40 year old virgin and yeah. anchor man and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It was like seeing, Oh, Steve Carell's in a movie. Obviously like this is going to be hysterical. Like let's go see it. Yeah. But Oh, because it has this name, we're not going. I to. will say, I think they did a pretty decent job in marketing it. So yeah. That you didn't think that the way this, the way, <laughs> the way that this movie was marketed was Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yes, Exactly. Because my favorite line of the movie is it was in the trailer, and I'm gonna when it comes to it, it's one of my favorite lines of the movie. It's so funny, but but yeah, like it was marketed as a romantic comedy, which ne- wasn't necessarily true either. Yeah, but it is more true than it's okay. than marketing it as a straight buddy comedy. Well, it's like you know when you and I covered the movie about time. It is a it's a good romance movie, but. It's a much better examination of just the nature of love. Yeah. And like romantic love and familial love. Like, and, and so it's like, yes, it's marketed as a romance movie and that's how it starts. But like, that is just the tip of the iceberg of that movie. Yeah. 
And and I think like that's why it surprised us both of like, oh my god, this is like an incredible fucking movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this uh, there. I don't know. It's hard for me to like nail down my feelings on this movie, even yeah. as we're talking about it. Oh yeah. Because I'm like, it's so many different things. Yeah. Once again, miniseries. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway. Um. And my notes closed. So again. we have the montage of of the new clothes. I do love the moment I do have it written down when they're looking at jeans and he goes, can we just go to the gap? And, and Jacob just turns and walks out of the store. And so Cal chases him down. He's like, what? Be better than the gap, Cal. Repeat after me. You're better than the gap. I am better than the gap. <laughs> like, like that, um, that scene, like, cause it's just, it, it is very Barney Stinson. Like you said, yes. And like, he's like, you need to dress this way. and You need to do this. He is teaching Cal to take pride in it's, his appearance. It's literally Barney Stinson because like with the exception of a couple of times, Barney is always in a suit yes. because that's how Barney picks up women is to always wear a suit. <laughs> Which and is so, why the, the nothing suits him like a suit. Is yes. One of the best. Yeah. And, and so therefore like Jacob is always wearing a suit. So therefore that is what he is until making. after he gets with Hannah. Yes. And then that's, so that's what he is making. Yeah. That's what he's making Cal do is, dress him in suits. And then, you know, he takes him to get a nice haircut. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a lot of it is teaching Cal to take pride in his appearance. Yeah. Like, that is a big piece of what he's got to do with Cal. Cause, yeah, because he says to him, um, he says, um, be, well, because he, during the makeover scene, um, Jacob is flirting with a sales girl. With the, the hairstylist. No. Well, yeah. he does, he does, he flirts with everybody. That's true. But there is a moment, like, Cal is, oh yeah, yeah. Cal, Cal is changing, and and Jacob is flirting with the sales girl. And so it's basically a like, oh, do you want to? Well, yeah, sure. And and just this very truncated, like, you know, like, oh, let's go out. Okay, sounds great. And and so Cal is in the changing room and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Did that? No, there's no way that actually worked. And and he steps out like in the, you know, in these new clothes. And, um, and there's this whole thing. And so Tiffany just kind of, and, you know, there's the sales girl, Tiffany, and she just kind of gives him this look like, oh, you know, like she appreciates this new look that he has. And and Jacob and Jacob says, he's like, now he's like, would you sleep with him? And she's like, I wouldn't say no kind of but thing. Maybe. And he's like, and so Cal is like super embarrassed. And then he just starts rambling about stuff. And you see like Tiffany just like shuts down. Yeah. And. And so Jacob says, he, Jacob's telling Cal, he's like, as soon as you opened your mouth, Tiffany started doubting whether or not she wanted to sleep with you. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband, and probably as a lover. And so that's when Cal is like, yep, okay, that was very mean. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it, and it's, I think like another thing that annoyed me is just this movie's focus on quote unquote manhood. Yeah, and I under yes, I understand for the time yeah. that was a thing, but that is just something that has always well, bothered me. And they use the word manhood, but I also think of the word as pride in yourself. Like you're not, he, Cal has fallen into this place where he's not taking pride in mm-hmm. not necessarily being the man. That's not what I like, but in himself as a person, mm-hmm. he is he's lost his identity. Yes. Which is, I think, what they mean when they say manhood. It's just a shame that they use that vernacular. I I understand that. Yeah. But again, like, there's, like, there's literally... That machismo manhood. Yes. But again, like, 
calling back to how I met your mother, like there's literally a moment where Ted does something and Barney says, okay, that's it. Give me your dude card. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and it, it has that same, like, like that's yeah. just what, what my brain thinks of. Yeah. Of and like, that's, that's what the, the vernacular is made to make you think. Yes. And sure. that, that I hate it. It's really, they use the word manhood. And I would say if you substitute identity into that, it, it still it works better it, almost okay if if this like because we had talked about cool runnings recently yeah. like if jacob just had a moment like with cal of like you know look in the mirror and tell me what you see like i see pride i see power like i see a bad mother who ain't going to take nothing off no like if we had had like that kind of moment yeah great yeah but the repetition of yeah. you've lost your quote-unquote manhood yeah and so therefore like yeah. now like you have lost your manhood you now have no virility there is nothing that yeah. makes you attractive to the opposite yeah. sex i'm like yeah what? but and and once again though by the end of it he's proved a little bit wrong in that not completely wrong cal had lost something mm -hmm. but he is proved a little bit wrong in that what cal had was better than what Jacob had. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they needed pieces of each other, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, he still did need more right. than what Jacob thought he needed. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I can't say it right, but that's what I'm trying um, to <laughs> But we find from here, Cal has only ever been with Emily. Mm -hmm. And so we get the montage. But that moment right before the montage where he's just like, I miss my wife. Yeah. Like just that like soft, sad, like he doesn't, necessarily want to be with someone else he yeah. misses his wife um but yeah then we get the montage of picking up women it goes poorly oh well, um, yeah um, we see jacob's montage of picking up women much yeah. less poorly <laughs> um although crystal my, what weirdly weirded me out crystal reed is one of the women they pick up i know who crystal reed is because she was a teenager on teen wolf and so this is pre-teen wolf so i'm just going it's the Bianca Lawson effect. Like, I, my nose just completely wrinkled. I went, hmm. Ryan Gosling shouldn't be hitting on her. That's creepy. <laughs> it's like, no one, no, just, no, get out of the bar, girl. To be fair, she's probably the same age as Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. Like, to be fair. Right. It's just my brain, I, because, like, Bianca Lawson, like, when you see her as Kendra or on Pretty like, Little Liars. Okay, literally the fact that you have her as a teenager in the 90s, and then in the 2010s, she is playing a teenager. <laughs> yeah well then, then same time period on teen wolf she's playing the guidance counselor at the school mm -hmm. like it's and, and you buy both of them and it's weird yeah um but we i i do love now we get some of emily um mm -hmm. she's at work making copies out of a divorce for dummies book when david lynn hagen walks by um and i love him he, he said he says to her he's like it's like you've been avoiding me it's like you ran the other direction when you saw me coming down the hall yesterday you're very fat by the way it's just, I I love Kevin Bacon like with all of my heart and soul. <laughs> I think other than Tremors, there may not be a movie that I've ever seen Kevin Bacon in where I did not love him. <laughs> Tremors, I probably still love him in that movie. I just hate Tremors. And yes, Meg, you can come for me. I'm like, I will be waiting. <laughs> um, oh man. But um, you know, David David says you know that he really likes Emily. You know, he had no intention of falling for a married woman. And she just keeps trying to push him away. And she's saying, you know, like, I am saving you from disaster. You are asking to pre-board the Titanic. Do you really want any part of this? Um, 
And like she like she knows like she made this mistake. She also knows she's not ready for anything yes. more. Um but she knows, like I said, that she made this mistake and is like this so like David Lindhagen is kind of that like the symbol of like, oh, this this was the final straw. Yeah. And now he's trying to come back and I'm trying to like, you know, yeah. she's trying to keep him at bay. Um, but then um we get Robbie texting Jessica during class and telling her, you know, Demi Moore is like 14 years older than Ashton Kutcher and they make it work. And I went, that text didn't age well. Nope. <laughs> and and she texts him back, like, please stop. You're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And in class. he This causes him to have like a meltdown. In yes. Class, he, he has a meltdown. Um, nice work on not showing us the teacher. Like I applaud mm-hmm. that. I, I appreciate Once that. Once again, that's a little twist that yes. is, is fun. Um, but they're talking about the Scarlet Letter, and he's distracted with his phone, and so the teacher calls on him, and and he stands up and he says, "You want to talk about the Scarlet Letter? The A they're both wearing stands for asshole because they fell in love, and love is for stupid assholes." And this book is just about a bunch of assholes who fell in love like assholes, then had to die like assholes. I'm sorry about all the assholes. So naturally, Emily gets called into the school to deal with her son. Yes. She has to take him back to work. Yes, because now he's been kind of kicked out for the day. And Robbie tells Emily that mom's been going, or that dad's been going out a lot. Yeah, well, she... She asks how he is. Yeah, yeah, she asks about Cal, and Robbie says he's been going out a lot, but he says he's sad. Even though he looks better, I can still tell he's not happy, you know? And he goes... So they go back to her, like he takes her back to her office. Um, they they have a little bit of like a conversation, but I didn't really get much of it down. Yeah. But then she has like she gets called out of her office. David for a comes in and calls da- her. Dave, well, no, David comes in like see like David just kind of steps in to say hi. He says so and so needs to see you. Yeah, like somebody comes and gets her, and like she yeah. steps out, and and so David leaves. But then, like, oh, Robbie's there alone in the office, so he's going to, like, take his chance to kind of try to get in with Emily's kids. Yeah. And so he comes, in, <laughs> he comes in and sits down, and he's like, so, Robbie, I hear you're quite the soccer player. So, David, I hear you broke up my parents' marriage. But before he... But I, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. He, like, when, like, David comes in and sits down on this, like, small kind of, like, couch inside of the room and so he sits down and then Robbie is in like a swivel chair like an office chair and just immediately like lifts it up so now he is sitting higher than David yeah and it's it's a visual gag that is so yep. funny but then he's like so David I hear you broke up my parents marriage you are David Lindhagen right Lindhagen like it's a whole back it's a power play um like but here's the thing in the end she winds up back with my dad he's a better guy than you in every category and she still loves him He's not, he's not going to give up on my mom. Just like, I'm not going to stop sending Jessica messages that make her feel uncomfortable. Bad message. Like, little shit. Um, Why can't he just cheer on his dad and not have the bad message? Side? Oh, I know. Um, And then we get Cal and Jacob at the gym. Um, This is like Jacob telling him, Jacob telling Cal, you got to take control of your manhood. You want something, you take it. You don't like something, you say it. I take what I want. David Lindhagen certainly took what he wanted, didn't he? And I guarantee you, he is opening the car door for your wife right now. <laughs> but it's once again just that whole like banging the drum of like you have to be the man. I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> um, but um, then we have them at the bar. 
uh, Jacob thinks that Cal is now ready to take a woman home. And they the point whole, out Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Uh, but like while he's happy, he goes, you've not taught. What do you mean? I'm not ready. He goes, what do I do with, with what? So he goes through this whole thing and he goes, you play your well, no, creepy, yeah, hold creepy on, little I've, game. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've got all that. Cause he, he's basically saying he's like that, that Jacob in this situation, he says that he's been like Mr. Miyagi, you know, the whole wax on wax off thing. And, um, and how that was like how Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel karate. And, and so, and so he said, so he asks, um, uh, so he's, so he asks, he asks Cal, he's like, okay, so like, so, so what, what do I do? He says, okay, well, you know, you're Jacob's MO. He says, buy the woman a drink, even if she insists that she doesn't want one, never talk about yourself because bar banter is boring. And it put, and then it puts the impetus on her to be the interesting one. And he says all this. And then he's like, it's a big game. Creepy, creepy game that you play. <laughs> creepy, creepy little game that you play. Yeah. That line I loved so much. Yeah. And it, it kind of is a weird parallel to what to what Emma Stone did with him to Hannah mm-hmm. at the beginning, who was immediately able to recognize this is a line mm-hmm. in a game that you're playing. Yeah. This isn't something you um, sincerely have. And th- Well, and then... Jacob says, and at the end of the night, do I do I ask them to come home with me? No, you tell them to come home. They have no choice in the matter. It is your choice, and they are so overjoyed to have the, to have had the opportunity to make sweet, sweet love to you. Oh my God, you did it! You miyagi'd me. <laughs> um, but so Cal and um, Cal and Jacob go over mm-hmm. to find out Marissa Tomei. Her and character's Kate. name is Kate. Yeah. Um, Cal goes to buy. Kate a drink and and she's like oh no, no no I don't want a drink and then he's like he looks at what like the drink that she has and he's like oh Grey Goose blah 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 you know and, like gives this whole drink order and then she's like I'm five years sober and never mind go away yeah, go away like, don't want anything yeah. ever it's like yeah the cocktail waitress comes over and he's like I never want to see you again just like please just get away just go go grip um but he's just completely bombing yeah because he's trying. Um, he's trying to be Jacob and he's yes, got to find his own style. It's like Hitch. Yeah. It's where whatever Kevin James's character's name was, <laughs> like whatever, like every, every time he did what Hitch told him to do, it backfired and mm-hmm. just being himself actually like worked better for him. Yep. Um, so in this moment, like Cal is trying to be Jacob and it's really off putting to Kate. And so then he just blurts out the truth as she's starting to walk away, but this, she, this actually works. But she Okay. This, he says something and she misinterprets it to mm-hmm. sound like something that he is saying about her. Oh, yeah. Because he, he basically, like, confesses everything. And he's like, I'm supposed to say that, that you're, it's, uh, was it, uh, cute? Equal parts sexy Yeah, this, this equal mix of sexy and cute, da-da-da-da, and... And because that's something thing. that I used to say to, to my, my wife. And, and he goes, the whole thing is because, yeah, he, part? he told, he told Jacob that. And now Jacob has worked that into his repertoire. <laughs> Cause it's a good line. Yeah. But, but he says that and he's not calling her that at that moment. He's just saying, he absolutely not calling yeah. her that he's, but she hears him call her that. And he's like, okay, sure. That's what you took from that. Okay. Yeah. And, so then, tell me more honest. <laughs> yeah, Kate's a little, a little strange. Which is Miss Tomei. If she was playing a completely normal character, I would be concerned. Um, um, and then we get the grossest makeout scene in the history yes. of this movie. Um, they, yeah, they go back to his place. She loves so much. Just being honest. 
there Gross. and yeah so then the next morning you know she's leaving and and is like you'll call me right and just kind of walks off and he never responds he's like, no, he says, mm-hmm. and then then closes the oh, door um i didn't hear the the uh-huh but anyway um so we get like the next night at the bar cal is now a new man now we have the confident yes, cal he's montage full of, he's full of confidence um and that night <laughs> there at the bar um liz calls hannah and tells tells hannah that jacob is at the bar and and you just like hannah is like fully at home like she is in like pajamas hair up like studying and like eating eating like a lollipop and she's just she's like i'm i'm studying and liz's response is you should be studying the ceiling of his bedroom (laughs) um yeah then we um uh, then i have um this this little interlude of uh jessica has come home from jessica has come home from from babysitting the weaver kids again and she comes in and like she hears about cal yeah promiscuity yeah um her parents bernie and claire um they're talking about how cal has become a real ladies man and so jessica because we chose the right side in the divorce which i hate that whole thing but okay Mm mm-hmm I mean, especially if it's been that long. Yeah. You cannot be friends with Cal I mean, if that's what you choose. But your husband should be allowed to make his own life choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, a friend of ours got divorced and we definitely chose the side. But we chose the side of the non-cheater. <laughs> they chose the side of the cheater. Just saying. I know. And it wasn't I, just that that person cheated. It, was, it, wasn't, anyway. just, it wasn't just the cheating, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so so the next day at school, Jessica, because now she needs to do something about this because Cal has become a ladies' man. Jessica she goes. She sees her chance. Kind yeah, of thing. she sees a chance. Um, so she goes to get advice from another girl about how to sleep with older men, and the advice is basically take nude selfies. She doesn't say. She says do like a selfie that's provocative. Yeah. Not nude. Yeah. She because um, that girl seems to understand that that is a bad idea to give a grown man. A picture of a teenage girl naked because that could send him to jail <laughs> um but so then we have robbie is pulling a performative stunt proclaiming That's his love for true, jessica yeah. and then like she pulls him aside and is telling him like you have to stop and he tells her you'll learn to love me i promise i hate that line oh my god i hate it like um, seriously just excise that story i line. know like let him stop believing in love because mom and dad aren't in love anymore yes exactly i'm fine with that boy meets world did a whole storyline about yes. it i'm fine with it but you don't have to do it like this uh-huh. um <sighs> and then we have cal has a dream of david Lindhagen taking care of of, of the garden at his at his home <laughs> so he weird. sneaks over in the middle of the night to take care of the garden I, that's the beginning of what we see is his like nightly yes his his, his sneak gardening yeah um and then we have cal and robbie and like they're they're playing catch Mm -hmm. and um and so um and talking about you know like robbie has um you know he's like he's in love with somebody but you know like and she's my soulmate but you know she doesn't want me all this kind of stuff and then cal like he didn't say she doesn't well it's she doesn't know i exist which from cal's perspective could could mean right. an entirely different it, thing. Yes, it's yeah. Robbie is lamenting his love life and yeah. the fact that his soulmate wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, and so Cal is you know not knowing any of the details yeah, tells Robbie yeah. like oh well you can't give up on it 
And, and Robbie's like, well, why not? You did. Mm-hmm. And, and so then Robbie is trying to urge Cal to like get back together with his mom. And, and so, and so Robbie, like Robbie tells his dad, he's like, I just need some inspiration right now. So go get her back. Um, and then we get parent teacher conference. Yeah. Because, well, because the, the kid says, what is it he says? Um, I didn't write it down. But he says something besides just that I need inspiration. I don't remember exactly what it is. Oh, it's if you love each other, you guys still love each other. I forget exactly what it is. But he uses the line later with, with Emily, too. Like when he's remember. talking to her. But So, yeah, we go to parent-teacher night, and Emily and he are first time they're really getting to be around each other. Uh-huh. And, uh... Well, they're Cal- they're... they're, they're Honestly, at that moment, starting on the road to reconciliation. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Emily tells Cal that, you know, he looks great. Um, He asks her how things are going with David, and she says it never really went anywhere. Um, And then he admits to having been lazy in their marriage, and he says he's angry with her for what she did, but he's also angry with himself. And he says, I shouldn't have jumped out of that car. I should have fought for you because you fight for your soulmate. And then the teacher opens the door and, and it's kate cal's first conquest yeah um she is robbie's teacher she's the one who got the whole scarlet letter diatribe and um, this is the awkward that makes sense in the movie yes and it's painful but it it's earned yes um and so obviously like things don't go so well um because she's she can't um what's the word She's, she's seething. She's seething. She she's not going to pack away and be professional in this moment. No, he is trying. Like he is fighting for that. I yeah. He's like he's, he's like, like oh yeah we uh we because Emily's like oh how how do you two know each other? Like I feel like I'm I'm behind on like I'm behind the loop here. Wasn't it and, last year's teacher conference? Was, and she's like I, did I did I miss that one? Like Emily is genuinely confused and um and so what well, the other thing that Kate says oh she's your wife again. Yeah, because, I mean, he never said ex-wife. He said that he was getting divorced, I yeah. think. So, like, oh, yeah, he did say, I want to show you off to my ex-wife. That's what he said to her. No, he says, I want to show you off to my wife. Or, I don't know what he says. I ex-wife. thought he said ex-wife when they I were making remember. out. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Either way, she got the idea that they weren't together. Yeah. And so, yeah, she yeah, doesn't so react they, well. They, they, they bring up the Robbie having a meltdown moment, and... Um, and so Kate, still pissed, goes and writes asshole on the board and says asshole. Like someone who says he'll call a woman and never does. Asshole. Like someone who u- who uses honesty to get you in bed, but really he's full of shit. Asshole. As it's someone who allows a woman to go downtown for 45 minutes because he's nervous. And then, then Emily is just like, oh my god. Ew. Ew, she, ew, first ew. she's like, we're not talking about Robbie, are we? And then that last yeah. part comes and she goes, oh! and she's just like gone. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And he um, chases her down and oh, like... Oh, hold on. Before Emily leaves, he throws Kate under the bus and says, she's an alcoholic. Yeah, he's trying. It's wrong. What he does is it, wrong. Oh, my God. That pissed me off very more wrong. than anything. It was a panic move, but it was very wrong. Yeah, so he throws Kate under the bus and says, oh, she's an alcoholic. And that's when, like, Emily runs out and he goes, he starts running after her. And Kate runs out into the hallway and yells, I'm five, five years, years sober, sober, asshole. And they run out and he catches her and they, he, 
and a lot of the truth starts coming to light about his new life. Um, you know, we find out that he's, you know, he has now slept with nine other women. And the mortified look on, yeah, on uh, his wife's face, Emily's face. Emily just kind of, she's just taken aback. She's like, "Wow, you've showed me. I wasn't trying to show you. I was trying to move on, but I don't want to." You've always been the only one. And so by now, like a crowd has gathered outside to watch the drama and Kate is at the front of the crowd and Kate yells out, tell her she's the perfect combination of sexy and cute asshole. And Emily just, it's like like a a knife to the heart. Yeah. And so she's like, you said that to her. And, and once again, I say not exactly, but, but she took it that way. So I understand where it's coming from. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then we get, you know, it's the whole, like, it starts to rain and Cal just kind of, ugh, what a cliche. <laughs> and, and he's now realizing. Yes. The mistake he is making. And yes. Has made. And but we get like. Um, like a rain montage. We get of. a little bit of a rain montage. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where um, huh. we cut to, to, to the very special night. This other yep, dinner. She has passed the bar. Hannah has passed the bar. And Richard, he's, he's so proud. And he tells her, he's like, I'm so proud of you, baby. I had my doubts, of course. Hannah, I did tell you that tonight would be a special night. I had my doubts, of course. I kind of wanted to backhand it. Oh, I know. I'm like, Mr. Groban, we have a problem. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> um, but he tells us, like, you know, uh, I told you that tonight would be a special night if you passed the bar. So, Hannah, I would like to formally ask you in front of all our friends and colleagues, would you like to become a permanent lawyer at the firm of Watkins, Goldberg, and Schmidt? And she deflates. Yeah, she just immediately kind of, huh, okay. And, and then she quietly tells him. Yeah, she she leans in and like she tells her, she's like, I I don't know why, like like I I know I I thought you were going to propose. Like that's ridiculous, haha. Yeah, like all he has to do is laugh it off. All, yeah, literally all he has to do is laugh it off, but he he's kind of startled and taken aback yeah. by it. And he's like, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you thought that we were there. It's like I, I need some time, I think, to figure out how I feel about us long term. You need some time. Oh yeah. And she takes a, a glass of gin and downs it. <laughs> There's no water in this, is there? Mm-mm. She's like, oh, I, I don't even like gin, and just like keeps Keep drinking. Going, yep. Um, but so then she storms out into the rain, marches into to the bar, to the bar, and uh, to and finds Jacob hitting on a woman, and, and just plants one on him, and plants one on him, and he's like, still want to take me home? Let's go. <laughs> and so they rush to the, they rush home. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob takes Hannah home, and things are kind of awkward. Uh, because like he he's made like old, he fixes her a drink. He's, turns he's made some old on. fashions, yeah. and um and she chugs hers and his. Um, she yeah, um she's very nervous, and he tells her he's like you're he tells her she's adorable, and she's like no, I am sexy. I am R rated sexy. <laughs> I know what the PG thirteen version of this night is. PG thirteen yeah. version. I get drunk. Uh, I get drunk and fall asleep, and you put a blanket over me and kiss my forehead. That's the PG thirteen version. Yeah. It's like another yeah, but uh, nothing happens. But that's not why I'm here. Like I'm here to bang the hot guy that hit on me at the bar. People and, still say bang. Well, but the, like she, she's like I'm here to bang the hot guy that hit on me at the bar. Like she kind of stumbles. And he's like Jacob. Jacob. She's like Jacob. <laughs> but um, but then she, you know, she's still just like awkward and nervous. <laughs> My and favorite she, line of the movie. And she, she's she's like I just okay, take off your shirt, and he's just like. I, 
I'm what? She's like, I just take off your shirt. Like the, oh, this, okay. that's where this is. Go-. And so he stands up and like pulls off, pulls off his shirt and just stares at him for a brief second. And then she's like, fuck, seriously. It's like you were Photoshopped. Which was in all the trailers. <laughs> and is still one of my favorite lines. The delivery, the moment. Oh, I know. It doesn't disappoint. And the, Oh, but then this is it's my like a gut reaction. To yes. It. But then this is my favorite part is he says, he's like, well, now you take off your dress. Not with all that going yeah. on. Is there some dim lighting somewhere? Yeah. This, this scene is the, this whole scene is the reason you can buy. Yes, exactly. Everything that comes later without having to see a whole um, lot of it. And so, but they're talking about, you know, she's like, oh, so this is where you put on your big move. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I have lots of moves. And she's like, okay, you have to have like a big, what's move. your big move? What's your big move? You're not ready for my big move. Yeah. You're, you're not ready. You're not ready for that. Yes, I am. I could, I could, no, you, no, trust me. And so (laughs) finally he admits that his big move is that he somehow works dirty dancing into the conversation. And then he puts on, I've had the time of my life. And then they do the lift. Yep. From, he's like, and he's like, and you know, it's like, and it works every time. And she's like, with me afterward. Always. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it, it wouldn't work on her. And, and And so they try it. so, So they try it. They do the lift. It works on her. She's like, so here or in your bedroom? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, the bedroom is preferred. And they go, like, they're making out. They yeah. get to the bedroom. They're on the bed. They're still making out. And then, but she's still anxious and rambly. Yeah. And, and she's like, wow, this, this, this pillow, like, perfectly conforms to the shape of my head. Is this, is this one of those memory foam pillows from Brookstone? I didn't think people actually bought those. And, and so then it turns into... Um, He's got one of the massage chairs, too. Yeah, it turns yeah. it like she started talking about like the massage chairs. And um, and so then like just the shot of them... Go, <laughs> like, can I like, try it? Hold on. <laughs> like, okay, it goes from them. They're stretched out on this bed. And like this is a very expensive house that he has. And... All this kind of stuff, and like they're they're on like you know they're on this bed. It's all this dim lighting, and we see you know, like the camera kind of panning along like the contours of their body as they're laying together, and then and, and it's and then the camera is on hers, like she's saying you know like wants to try the massage chair, and then it is a straight <laughs> hard cut, cut to, the, to them in the garage. He is still shirtless. She's wrapped in she like is, a. She is wrapped in a blanket, sitting in the massage chair, and he is standing there next to her, holding the controls, and it's just silence, except for the vibrations of this massage chair, and then she just goes, I don't like it. And <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then they're embedded that, together. That hard yeah. cut, like, I'd forgotten all about that. That was fucking hysterical. The, that part, of, this part of the movie is the one of the it's best the, parts yes, of the movie. It's the, like, oh as God. a rom-com, it just works. Like, you can Absolutely. see where these two people are going, and like, they they start talking and like they, they end up like yeah. drinking and laughing and talking together and and in the middle of this i love just the sincerity of this moment because like he says to hannah he says will you do me a favor will you ask me something personal and so she asks about his parents and he starts talking about his mom and dad. Well, first she goes, and then we'll bang. Yes. And then we'll bang. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it is at that point, it's become a joke almost that yes. they're going to sleep together and, and it's not going to happen that night. Yes. And, and, but what happens is Jacob is the one who gets the PG 13 treatment of, he falls asleep, mm-hmm. 
with a drink in his hand. She takes the drink, she covers him up, and then she kisses him on the cheek. And snuggles in to yeah. go to sleep. And, um, and we pull back on them laying in bed asleep together. And it's such a nice shot, by yeah. the way. I really enjoy the way that that shot is framed as it pulls back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so too. pretty. Um, but then we see Emily. Um, Emily is on. Well, actually, what we see first, I, I misread my notes, mm-hmm. is that Cal is in the bar and he's been calling Jacob. Yeah. And Jacob's not answering. And so then across the bar, he sees a man who is a reflection of who he was. Like yeah. a guy like drinking the vodka cranberries with a yeah. straw and like the schlubby clothes and all of that. And so he changes tactic and he calls Emily. And we see the phone ring. Yeah. And Emily is at a restaurant. She's having a date with David. And she ends, she hangs up on, or not yeah. hangs up, but she doesn't answer Cal. Rejects the call. Yeah. There we Thank you. And, um, and they're talking like, I love, I do love this little moment of like David and Emily. And they're talking about like the things that they wanted to do, like the things they wanted to grow up to be. Like he wanted to like play for the Cardinals or something like that. And she wanted to be a ballerina. And she says, I don't know why that was the case. I just, she's (laughs) like, I, I never took a ballet class. Like I've never even been to the ballet. And I love this moment. He's like, you've never been to the ballet. I mean, I'd love to take you to the ballet. You'd, love to go to the ballet no 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 i said i would take you i'd drop you off and then later on i'd pick you up and we'd go to a ball game <laughs> i don't know why i just i love it i was looking at my notes and there's something i wanted to bring up back at the talk with jacob and i apologize when she asked him about his parents and he talks about them mm-hmm. you you clue in to the fact that the person that Cal reminded him of was his father. Mm-hmm. Like you, you finally get like, it, it was kind of like there, like I kind yeah. of thought it maybe, but he actually says things that make you clue yeah. in to the fact that his dad was a super good guy and just someone mm-hmm. that he, he really admired and loved, but his dad didn't know how to deal with his mom. Yeah. And I, like for me, that <clears throat> moment, once again, it's back to that moment being so important and mm-hmm. personal, but I also love that that's the connective tissue we need to see where Cal why he really helped Cal mm-hmm. and he helped Cal because he doesn't have his dad anymore. Cause his yeah. dad is gone. And like, it's, it's a, it, it, it's back to that buddy thing, but mm-hmm. that's why it's almost hard to say this is a buddy comedy. Cause yeah, what they do is mostly fun, but it's got this heart underneath it that mm-hmm. this sincerity underneath it with, I, with Jacob's character. Yeah. Well, I'm saying from Krell, yeah, yeah. what Krell said, but there's this sincerity from Jacob's character that really, like hits hard once you realize why he's doing it mm-hmm. is for his own father. Yeah. Like I, I just love that. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that moment, mm-hmm. but I just love when you put the pieces together and can go, Oh, this yeah. is about much more than just mm-hmm. you felt sorry for someone. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, they're on the date. Yeah. They're on the they date and then they're, um, <laughs> Jessica interrupts the goodnight kiss. <laughs> that between... is like a mom on the front porch level of yeah. interrupting. Jessica interrupts the goodnight kiss between Emily and David. Um, and and then this is where Jessica, she tells Emily that, you know, the, the Weaver kids, um, that they're the only ones who ever want to stay up to see their dad. And and how um and she's like she's she's just incensed at mrs weaver like she, at don't worry at, her kids love you too but yeah it's like you know your kids love you but you know like basically pointing like in a very roundabout way pointing out like you had something special yeah and then like it's like 
uh, Emily goes to pay her. She's like, I don't want your slutty money. Because Emily had something that she didn't even realize she had. Something yeah. special that other people don't have. That yeah. other kids don't have. Um, but then uh, Jessica storms off home. And this is where she takes the nude photos. <laughs> and Robbie, because David had given Emily some flowers. And Emily, <laughs> yeah. Emily puts them down on the side table when she comes in. Robbie had been sitting on the stairs. He grabs the flowers, crosses out David's name, writes in his own, and bikes them over to Jessica's house. Because it says just give me a chance or something Yeah, like and that. So asking Jessica to give him a chance. And so then we have Kelf, or Kelf, bleh, everything ran together. Cal stealth raking the yard. Yep. Because once again, he just, he is, he is ninja gardening. And I don't yes. know, I mean, I know why, but I think it's yes. funny. Um, and he sees through the windows, he sees Emily getting ice cream for the kids. And then she steps into the kitchen and she takes out her phone and she calls him. And, and he answers just standing there in the darkness of the yard yeah. and, and watches her through the window. She's making this call and she lies and she tells him that the pilot light has gone out and they have this whole conversation and like him, like he just, he plays along. The subtext of this conversation yes. is beautiful. Like um, it's, it could come off a little creeper in the yard. Yes. But the fact that she's lying. Yes. Kind of. And like. And he's not in the yard to creep on her. No, he's, he's in the yard to take doing, care of the le- yard. He's legitimately trying to take care of his responsibilities. Yes. Because he still feels like they're his responsibilities, even though he's not there. Yes. It's still his house in a lot of ways. Yes. But yeah, so. so um, have, uh, cut, yeah, we cut to yeah. him. He and the kids are at Lowe's and getting home improvement supplies. He's going to make the big gesture. He's going to make the big gesture. And some movies would end with that big gesture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of nice this one doesn't <laughs> but because if the movie ended with the big gesture then we wouldn't get my favorite scene oh movie. yeah oh we're gonna talk that's gonna be such a thing but anyway okay so while um while cal is is like jacob calls him and jacob says you know like i've i've met a girl and she's a game changer and and he you know and he needs advice cal because, looks so happy for him yeah oh moment. he absolutely is and, um, and so, um, and he says, you know, that, that, that this girl, like she's taking him to meet her mother and, um, and I do love, he's like, oh, she's taking me to meet her mother. And, and Cal kind of makes some comment about like, oh, mother, like mother daughter combo, huh? Like, um, he's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, like, I'm serious about her. Um, and so then cut to Jessica's mother finds the finds an envelope addressed to Cal and in it are the nude photos. Um, yeah. And so she just quietly takes them down to the dad. And the dad goes on a murder rampage. The dad sees him, runs out of the house because he's going to kill Cal. And Jessica follows after him. Like, Mom no, tries no, no, to like, stop you, her. You don't understand. And let your father take care of it. And so this is where like all of the threads of the movie are finally coming yep. together. Um, we get, um, so while Bernie and Jessica are racing to, to the Weaver household, um, to both plot or like to both like attempt a murder and stop Stop a murder, murder. um, Cal 
at at the house. He has set up this whole romantic gesture because he had talked about like with, with Emily and how they used to like he used to take her mini golfing, and yeah. so he has set up kind of like a mini golf um, thing in the backyard. Um, and he has this whole romantic gesture. Um, she's hey, been blindfolded she's, and brought in. Yeah, she's been blindfolded and brought in uh, so he can make this whole romantic gesture. And that's when Hannah comes in with Jacob in tow. And Cal, understandably, is not excited about his daughter no. dating, and dating while, Jacob. <laughs> while Cal and Jacob are arguing about how Jacob needs to break up with Hannah, Bernie comes in just like out of like out of the right side of like the football shot. Tackle. And football tackles Cal. Um, and, but, and, and then, but Jacob is but a bro. Yes, Jacob's Jacob, first reaction is to pull this man off of Cal. Jacob immediately jumps in, pulls like tries like pulls Bernie off of Cal, and he gets hit in the process. And meanwhile, um, Je- Jessica and then, has arrived and actually said, "Yeah, Jess- Jessica comes in and, and admits that you know she was that she's in Cal love doesn't with Cal." Even know. Yeah. And and says you know, she admits to being in love with Cal. She says, but he doesn't even know about the naked photos. And, and then, then, and, and you see Corella and Cal is like, I'm sorry, what? And it's at this moment that in walks David Lindhagen. The best Ryan Gosling moment in this movie! This <laughs> so, is David Lindhagen. You're David Lindhagen? Lindhagen? Off comes the ring! He t- yeah. It's the it's, tone of voice. He says, you're David Lindhagen. Like, just yeah. that, like, that, like, accent comes out. Oh my he's, god. <laughs> and he walks he, over and just decks him. Yeah, it's the fact that he takes off his ring so that he can beat the shit out of David. Do you know the pain and suffering you put this man through? Oh my god. Like, I, and he, so basically, what, th- this is the series of events that yes. happens. Jacob, Jacob hits David. Which then Cal attacks Jacob, yelling about Hannah, and then Bernie attacks Cal about Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> and it is and insanity. Then, and then it hard cuts <laughs> to all four of them sitting lined up as the police are there to deal with the domestic disturbance. Yep, the police are there. He's like the the policeman. He's like, so you're David. Help you. Who are you? It's like I, you're David, David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. Hagen. Everybody, yes. everybody standing there goes Hagen. Like corrects it. It's great. And and just the, the cop just kind of looks at these four dudes, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna write domestic disturbance all clear." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Just if if you're gonna fight, like just take it inside next time." <laughs> and they, so they leave, and then and then Jessica and her dad leave. Yeah. Um. And then Cal he tells Hannah that Jacob is a womanizer. And he tells her to stop seeing Jacob, but she refuses. Um, and so they they leave. And, and, and he's like, then we don't have anything to talk about. Like, get out of my house. Yeah. To which mom's like, it's not your house anymore. Yeah. And he's and, and now he's mad. Yeah. He, he is mad about about one thing, and he takes it out on his wife a little bit. Yeah. And says she's all yours. At, to, yeah. To David. Says she's as all he yours, Walks David. out of the out of the and house. Then, yeah, Cal kind of stops in front of Robbie, like he's gonna say something, and Robbie just tells him, "Go home, Dad." He's, he says, "Go bigger, go home." Oh yeah, go bigger, and go he home. says, "Go home, Dad." He says, "Go home, Dad." Because now he's kind of halfway mad at his dad. Yeah. About Jessica, even though Cal knew nothing uh-huh. about Jessica and would want to do nothing with Jessica, because uh-huh. she's a child to him. Yeah. Like you never even have an inkling that he would be interested in that no. way, which I appreciate because they could have like played they with that made more, it gross. and they didn't. So I'm super yeah. happy about that. Um, but, but then so, we have yeah. yeah, we have kind of a montage, montage of sadness. Yeah, Robbie deletes Jessica's number. Um, Jacob 
um, telling Hannah I love to that. call her dad. Uh, yeah, Jacob telling Hannah to call her like, dad. He, he loves Hannah, but he also loves Cal. And mm-hmm. and he doesn't like this <clears throat> divide that he has unwittingly caused. Yeah. Um, and then we see Robbie ignoring Cal. Um, and then we finally have Cal. He's at the bar and Jacob joins him. And Jake, well, first, Cal is really rude to the waitress. Yeah. And he ap- immediately apologizes. Like, he's like, like, I'm sorry, I was a dick. Like, like, I appreciate that he's rude like that. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Like, he's like, this is just not, I'm just not in a good mental headspace. Yeah. Like, you can see it in his face. But yeah, then, then um, you get um, Jake. Jacob, yeah, Jacob, Jacob, says, Jacob says it would mean a lot to me if we could talk. Are you still seeing my daughter? Uh, are you still seeing my daughter? Yes. Well, then I have nothing to say to you. Your kids miss you, Cal. You've been hanging out with my kids. What are you going to teach Robbie to objectify women? He'll love that. Like it's his eighth grade graduation next week. Are you going to that? Of course I'm going. But but that also implies <clears throat> that Jacob has become a part of this family. Yep. In the intervening time, however long it's been. Yep. Jacob is is entrenched in this family now. He cares about this family. He cares about Robbie mm-hmm. and and the eighth grade graduation and. I love I love that that is unsaid, mm-hmm. but it's it gives the story underpinning that Jacob truly has changed. Yeah. Um, Jacob says, um, it's, he says, um, well, I didn't know if you were going. You haven't really been around. I don't think Robbie knows either. Like, well, he's not my biggest fan right now. He thinks I stole his soulmate. He worships you, Cal. And then, like, they have more of a conversation, and Jacob admits that he admits to loving Hannah and that he doesn't know what to do about it. And he says, it's not something I wanted. I looked at people who were in love and the things that they were doing and saying, and they just appeared pathetic. And I spent all this time with you. I'm trying to make you more like me. And it turns out I just want to be, and he just trails off. And then Cal picks up and he says, I had Hannah when I was 17. I taught her how to ride a bike. I taught her how to drive a car. And I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you that you changed. I think it's fantastic that you're a better man, but I've seen too much. I know too much. And it's Hannah and she's too good for you. Which I think is what he would say. Like what any parent that was like, like, it's number one, super weird to have your friend dating your daughter, but Mm -hmm. then to have a friend that you know is a womanizer Mm -hmm. dating your daughter or, or son, you know, however it works out dating. No parent. It would be very difficult it's, for a parent to like approve that th- relationship. This, see, this is the thing. Like, there, there's a little bit more to that dialogue, yeah. and he's because he says, you know, and it's Hannah, and she's too good for you. And Jacob says, I agree. Yeah. And and that's when Cal says, I'm never going to give you my approval. And Jacob's response is, You're a good dad, Cal. Yeah. Like, like it's appreciated because no, no, I don't think any parent wants their child bringing home like yeah like Don Juan. I don't think anyone wants that. But I love the dichotomy that Cal is placed in. Yeah. He cares about Jacob too. Mm -hmm. Like they have this friendship now and he is happy for Jacob, but also that's my kid. I mean, it's like, he's stuck in this, like to go, like to go back to how I met your mother. Like Ted loves Barney's a friend. Doesn't want him to date his sister. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's just hard mm-hmm. for Cal, even though he sees this change in Jacob, to still be okay with it. Yeah. Like, it would be really hard. Um, but then we get the eighth grade graduation, and we see Jacob taking a seat with Hannah and mm-hmm. Emily. And they didn't save Dad a seat. They didn't. They didn't save Cal a seat, and so he he goes and sits by himself. Um, and we have Robbie 
Robbie's the salutatorian and he's giving a speech and he's talking about how growing up sounded so great to him, you know, marriage, kids, a career, blah, 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 all that. But love is the biggest scam of all. And he says that um, he thought there was that there was one true love for everyone and that if you fought hard enough for that person, your one true love would always work out. And, he's, you know, but how he doesn't believe in love now. And so Cal interrupts Robbie and he gives a speech of his own. And I love that while he's up there, Kate just just straight up, not subtly at all, just, just gives, him, him off. Gives, gives him the finger. And, and he, he acknowledges that he deserves that. Like, oh, he God, yeah. try to, like, fight it. Oh, yeah. But he, you know, he tells the story of when they first met. When, yeah, when he first met Emily. Emily. And he says, um, he says that he met his soulmate when he was 15. He says, I've loved her every minute of every day since I first bought her that mint chocolate chip cone. Like, I've loved her through the birth of my three perfect children. I have loved her even when, I, when I've hated her. Only married couples will understand that one. Like, and I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen, but I will never stop trying because when you find the one, when you find the one, you never give up. And that is a mutually consensual never stop trying that they are both committing to a little bit. Yes. Whereas it's followed immediately by Robbie going, I'll never give up on you, Jessica. I still love you. And I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> but Jessica has reached a point where she's okay with it now. She smiles about it. Like, which she always kind of didn't really have a, like, it made her uncomfortable only in that, like, I don't feel that way about you, but, yeah. like, it's fine. Pat on the head. And so now we have the graduation gift that should never be given. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so We have other things first, but yeah. Oh, yeah, there's other things first. But basically, the, it's, the, the sequence of events is Robbie still loves Jessica, Cal loves Emily, so forth so Rocky on. loves and, Emily too but that's a whole 90s joke that only certain people will get um, good god Three anyway um, but then we have Cal telling Jacob he's like so I bought a firearm from a shady internet site and I am prepared to shoot you in the face with it he's like come here and he, <laughs> he like they they shake hands and and Cal tells tells you know just tells Jacob to take care of Hannah and then he slaps him to, to get back for all the times that Jacob slapped him. Jacob did that to him in the mall scene. We didn't really mm-hmm. talk about that very much in the montage um, scene. That was something that he yeah. did. I, I will say one thing about this that I love is I very much appreciate that they used the song blood by the middle East to wrap up the movie. Cause it is a, mwah, it is a perfect song. Anyway. Um, Robbie apologizes to Jessica for making her uncomfortable. And then she says, I thought you weren't giving up. I'm not, but you still like my dad, and in a few years, I'll look like him. I'll come for you then. I'm kind of okay with that sentiment. Like, I'll I'll see how you feel about me when I'm in a, of an appropriate age. Yes. And, and then, but she, then... then she says, that's not a bad plan. But until then, just a little mm-hmm. graduation gift to get you through high school. And she gives him the envelope with the nude photos. What? He's the, 13! What? The actual fuck? He's 13! Like that was literally I I did it just now too head into hands like uh-huh. a face palmed harder I was like no 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 uh, I why I, I could like beg pots and pans and scream about that forever but I just don't have the energy and right we'll now my on. dude but so just, we're gonna move just, on that's dumb um but we see Cal like Cal sees Jacob kind of playing with Molly. Like across across like this yeah. this courtyard that they're in, and he kind of it softens him for a split second because it because it's Jacob and and uh, Hannah and Molly are kind of off to the mm-hmm. side, and like Molly is just being like a small child, and Jacob yeah. is 
playing along it with looks her. like and ryan gosling and and uh what's joey her? king are just having a ball oh like, yeah like they're they're having they're they're having a great time um but then you know cal and emily they're kind of joking about she's like well you know this is a rough year and he's just like oh wait why what happened <laughs> and you know you get like they're they're back on solid footing they're gonna start trying and um and then emily says you know it's like we've you know it's been a rough year and like thing you know things have been really tough and she says but i'm still glad you bought me ice cream yeah and and then we see like just this shot of robbie is watching his parents talk and then cuts black the end yeah and i, I mean i think cal and and emily have a good shot at getting back yeah. together because the reason they broke up wasn't because they didn't care about each other. Yeah. It, it wasn't because they couldn't work through their issues. It was because neither of them tried. Yeah. They, they needed space to kind of figure things out. It's almost like the family story is told from Robbie's perspective. Yes. Which is kind of a weird thing. Yep. I think that's why the weird storyline <laughs> is in there. I, yeah. There, it's just there's too many different stories. Once in this again, movie. small series. This would yeah. be great. Hey, this is us. Anyway, <laughs> it yeah. yeah, and I, I mean it. You know, and to be fair, it's like it took Richard Curtis a lot. Like Richard Curtis, mm-hmm. like going from four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But has some it's problems. Not, it, it, oh, it has problems. Which we've already covered we've, ad we nauseum. Have covered, we've covered ad nauseum. Going from that, and then finally we get about time. I'm like, yeah, like we, there yeah. were kinks that needed to be worked out. Yeah. And you grow as a creator. And so the fact that, you know, Dan Volkman can like go from this, which is just very convoluted and it can't settle on what the mm-hmm. tone of what it's trying to say. Yeah. To this is us. I'm proud for you, man. Well, I mean, I'm and, like, and stick our favorite, they made Gallivant in between there. So let's yes. just like appreciate the glory that is Gallivant. Cause that there's nothing better than Gallivant. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's more, and like, I haven't seen life itself, but I hear similar things. Like it's convoluted. I've That's what I've heard. I haven't seen it. It's Oscar Isaac. I don't remember who else, but like, oh, I remember yeah, yeah, hearing yeah. about it when it came out. Cause it was like from the creator of this is us. I think maybe Dan Felgeman is just not suited for movies. I, I agree. Like he, he needs more long form storytelling. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. And if you've seen life itself and think it's it, amazing, then tell me, I'm happy to know. There, I love Oscar Isaac. So I'm happy to know, but yeah, no, the, but yeah, it's just make, like, again, I, I, yeah. you know, I think certain authors are suited more to, for long form. Yeah. For yeah. certain things. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, no. This Is Us is still greatly loved. I have not watched for several seasons, but <laughs> that had to do with personal stuff, not. Yeah. I wasn't ready to deal with things that they were dealing with, and I went, no. Yeah. <laughs> Check no, out. I, yeah, I got to, like I said, I got to the Thanksgiving episode of the first mm-hmm. season, and I just had stuff happening and and i just didn't get because it was like it was coming on hulu and like i was watching it weekly on hulu and then around the thanksgiving episode i just i had shit happening and Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah i'll get back to it and then it's like oh that episode expired and oh i'll catch up with it and then just haven't yeah um so what do you rate this movie it's complicated (laughs) I would 
rather rate the individual storylines than the movie. So as a movie, it's really difficult. Like I, I love love all this silence. I it's lean, great for a podcast. I know. I lean toward a soft four, but but like it could be three seven five on and and on a given day it could be lower than that depending mm-hmm. on how much I'm willing to put up with the Jessica storyline. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to put up with it more this time because I really enjoyed the Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell stuff. Mm-hmm. So like three, seven, five, maybe. I, I'm going three. That's fair. I think it. I, I think it's better than some stuff we graded three, and and so it's hard for me to rate it three. But I see where you're coming from. I debated. Yeah. There again, it's the it's a two hour movie. Yeah. And it felt like I was like literally like the Tenth Kingdom. Is a six-hour miniseries. <gasps> watching it in a day gone by faster than watching this movie. <laughs> I, I like to again, be fair. I, the also other side of the coin with this movie for me, I paused about forty minutes in and got lunch. Yeah, and had my lunch and watched like twenty minutes of the great. What's the show? It's not Top Gear. It's the. It, uh, it's the the Amazon version of Top Gear. Oh, um, I watched like twenty minutes of that, mm-hmm. and so I had like a palate cleanser in the middle, yeah. which definitely probably affected kind of how I watched it. Yeah, so. I just I, I don't know. Like there, yeah, there there are definitely things that I enjoy about this movie. I think like the tone just varies so wildly. Yeah, like it. Like I don't know. It's the, just the fight scene toward the end is kind of what elevates it above a three for me. I like that's one of the big things that elevates it and Kevin Bacon and and his comedic performance <laughs> in it. Um, I really like I don't know they they really it really hits a lot of stuff really works for me. It's it, just a few it, of just, the little okay. things. A lot of things really work for me. I don't think they work together. Yeah, that's fair. Once again, it's it's like you said if if the tone was evened out, I think it would be Mm-hmm. a better movie because literally yeah. like the way that it starts off it feels like like a like i'm good lord like the way that it starts off like it almost feels like like a zach braff independent movie like the beginning yeah. of garden state kind yeah, of like fair. it's so somber and it's so heavy and and it just and then like i said suddenly it, and then literally like and then literally it's it goes from from like i want a divorce and him jumping out of the car to to their son masturbating and telling the babysitter i think of you when i do it yeah and i'm like what the fuck i, I this is gonna sound weird mm-hmm. the same thing kind of happens in this is us in that you get like these random not random these these quick tone shifts, mm-hmm. but it's a television series, so a television it's more series, allowable. It's more like al- you go from like there are different episodes where like like where you go from like Kate and her husband struggling with their infertility to her brother on a movie set, like and 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 it's like, more again it's, of a fun lighthearted moment. Yeah, I'm like you expect that with television. Yeah, so do, and let's get it's just that whole thing of 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 yes, should this be a TV show or a movie? Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, that's. Do you have anything else to add? Good for me. Okay. Then that that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye! If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.